Welcome to Meet the Cast at the Apple Store Regent Street in London. Would you please welcome our guest moderator, Angie Greaves. Good afternoon, Apple Store. It really is great to be here. Have you seen Memphis? Yeah. And are you going to go and see it again? Because yeah. it's worth it. I, I take it you lot have seen it. <laughs> Just before we do meet the cast and have a talk to them, find out what they're up to, how they've really got into this, I'd like you to watch the trailer. So do watch the screens. And that was just a tiny trailer, so you can imagine the electricity and the fire that comes off of that stage. I'd like to welcome on stage now the two lead members of the Memphis cast, Beverly Knight, come back on stage, please. Hey, Bev. And the fabulous Killian Donnelly. So many questions, but so little time. But I'm going to come to you, Bev, first. What's the background of your career? Oh, um, I have been in music now for 21 years. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I can't believe it's that long. But yes, um, I've been making music for 21 years. And um, in 2013, I kind of made, well, I added a string to my bow, I'd like to think, um, in going into, into theatre. So music and theatre kind of hand in hand for me at the moment. And Killian, with a voice like that, mm. come on now, how did it all start for you? Uh, well, the first thing I ever did was get in, my mother threw me into her church choir when I was about seven or eight. And uh, I just loved singing, I just loved singing. But I grew up in the Amdram background back home in my local society and you'd usually get picked up and do a, a professional show in Dublin or, but then it wasn't until about seven years ago that a friend of mine told me to move over to London try it over here and then the first job I got over here about six years ago was uh, a swing in the ensemble in Les Miserables and then just picked up from there. So, so it's been quite a journey but it's always involved singing. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's always, it's always gone around singing and it's what I love to do. I love performing, I love singing i love 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 acting and uh, i never thought musical theater would be something i'd be into but when i discovered mm. it i absolutely loved it so so from musical in church to the theater how how's it been let me start with you first beverly well i know you know a lot about my my journey oh i do oh, yeah. <laughs> um starting in in church from a very young age um doing a lot of musical theater which not a, a lot of people know um in tandem with um, leading the choirs at church and what have you and then getting my record deal um, when I was 21 and then all those years of, of just music building a career um, and then I feel like it's gone cyclical I've gone back to um, to musical theatre and um, it's 
it's, it's an absolute joy, to be honest. It, it really is um, to be able to stand on a stage and express myself um, in a way which is different from being on a tour when it's just me being Beverly Knight, um, when it's me being somebody else, you know, in character with a fantastic team and with this man right here. Yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I love your energy on stage. So Killian, was it always gonna be theatre? Was it always in your blood? Uh, I think I think it was. I never, as I say, I wanted to be a primary teacher. Would you believe when I was uh, in school? Yeah, yeah. And then joined the the guards in Ireland, just to have a normal job. But I just loved singing. And actually, I found out we did. Uh, I did school musicals in school, and she did them as well. I played Joseph. You played the narrator. Yeah. I played Danny. You played, played Sandy. Sandy. So there was all these little little things that was amazing when I first met Bev. But I've always loved musical theatre and just, it's, we were never told to shut up at home from singing. We were always encouraged, sing in the shower or whatever, but uh, I'd never trained. So I just, mm, I guess that's same. what's helped me. It's just watching musicals. It's just musicals. from the soul, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. You, you How did you it. get ready for this part in Memphis, Killian? <laughs> um, I, I remember the audition now, and I was actually told by our director when I walked in, I get really nervous at auditions. I shake, I, I like holding a bottle of water, everything. I'm amazed that I'm actually holding the microphone now. But I banged my elbow when I went into the audition and I made a stupid face and I caught my breath and all this. But he, he later he said, when you walked in, you banged your elbow. There was something very Huey Calhoun about it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, crap, I'm gonna bang my elbow when I go into the next. But it's it's just it's just it's just that and and I remember I'd I'd heard of the, the I'd heard the music before, and I got the script and I read through it and the script was just a gift for an actor the role of Huey and mm -hmm. actor friends of mine in the West End everyone was up for it everyone wanted this role and yeah I just I really just knuckled down and. Uh, I've discovered uh, ways to sing that I've never discovered before. I was in a show called The Commitments at the time and the, a few of the producers and directors had seen me in that and said, the, the way you sing is very Huey. And yeah, when I got the call saying I got it, it was a gift. And we met on my second audition. Yes. And that was great crack. That was brilliant because when you walked in, I was like, that bloke looks like Huey. <laughs> and then you came, hi, I'm Killian. How are you? Yeah. How are you? How are you? And I was like, Huey, uh, I, Huey. I, I felt so stupid because I walked up to you and I was so nervous and I walked up to you and there was about 20 people there that was. day. Like and you were this lovely, lovely, your eyes were like lovely and I was like, I'm going to aim it at that girl. Is that Beverly? <laughs> That's Beverly. And I walked straight up to you and I went, congratulations, well done. <laughs> and I was like, why did I say that? But we really, we were, there was a trust straight from the start. Away. And we just started away. doing the, the lovely kitchen scene yeah. and really acting with each other. And then he told me to grab her leg and we hadn't even met five <laughs> seconds. And I was I like, know. you don't get asked me twice. <laughs> and then you sang and it was over. It was done. I, was d I, d I didn't care about professionalism. I said, that that's is not Huey. <laughs> that's what I love, right. though. Because you're trying to be contained in, a, in an audition like the panel. But I knew I was doing well because Bev was just... I was like, yes. <laughs> okay. So come on, Bev. How did you prepare for this role? Because you are Felicia, singing Aww. from the soul. 
But it wasn't just learning a music score, mm. was it? There was a lot more to you preparing for this because you even oh, yeah. went to... Yeah, I went to Memphis. I went to Memphis. I wanted to make sure I got right inside who Felicia was and... Um, I, I spoke to I spoke to my mum and dad um, about what it was like when they left um, Jamaica and came to Britain and just how Britain was back then and you know some of the difficulties and challenges they faced, which was nothing compared to um, what Felicia would have gone through in the fifties in Memphis, Tennessee. Jim Crow South, the way the laws were. And I thought the only way I'm gonna really understand this is if I get on a plane and actually go there and see those drinking fountains for coloreds, drinking fountains for whites, you know, and um, you go in this entrance if you're black and you go in this entrance if you're white. I had to see it for myself and really truly understand what Felicia was up against. And um, I just, I loved her. I love the fact that she was prepared to have a dream and see it through to the end and, and do whatever it took. And I thought, yeah, you know, I, I can't wait to get behind her and really play that character. And the fact that she, you know, she walks all the way from her black neighborhood to Huey's white neighborhood, risking God knows what along the way because she wants to make it and because she fancies Huey. Um, <laughs> you know, and it's just, I, I loved all those elements. Um, it, it, she just, she just, I don't know, she just called out to me and I was like, i got to do it. This has to be me. You definitely bring the characters alive and I think their energy and their synergy on stage, isn't it just amazing? It's fantastic, <laughs> isn't it? Really is. Well, Dave Bryan, who uh, did the musical score for Memphis, um, originally from Bon Jovi, he unfortunately can't be with us this afternoon, but uh, we're going to watch a short film um, and Dave's going to bring across his energy from Memphis. Hey kids, David Bryan here. You're at the Apple Store and I'm recording this on a new Apple 6 Plus. That's right, iPhone. Uh, today's the big launch for our CD. It was great working with Beverly and Killian and the whole cast. Unbelievable crew, unbelievable cast, uh, unbelievable studio. Just a great experience and I hope you all enjoy it. Played over and over and over again and listen to all these people kick some serious butt. Memphis lives in you. Dave Bryan, Bon Jovi, and he wrote the musical score for Memphis. So once you got the role, you're attracted to the role. As you say, you got into the role of Felicia. Can you now explain to me, Beverly, what the differences are between performing the live show and recording the stage show? The, the stage show, um, the audience is allowed to go on a journey with you for, you know, two hours, get all the little nuances, all the scenes. Uh, but of course, when you're trying to convey all of that emotion into a CD, you don't have the benefit of seeing the, the, the scenes that will link one song to another. So it is crucial that when you're singing the songs um, in a studio, you're not just kind of replicating what goes on on stage, you have to bring something more to it because um, people will listen to the album. They may not have even seen the show, but they might be listening to the music. So you have to carry not only the technical perfection, but you've got to carry the emotion, the weight, the pain, the agony, the ecstasy. You've got to carry all of that and pack it in into, you know, 
sometimes a two-minute song, sometimes slightly longer, um, and really drive that message home. Um, I'm I'm used to a studio. I'm, I'm used to that kind of setting. So, um, you know, it was easy for me to connect quickly with that. But what was joyful for me was seeing all my mates who were there who perhaps weren't so familiar with the studio going through that process and me standing and watching them and going, oh, this is fabulous. And it just made the energy crackle. And even though you can't, it's not something you can see, it's something you can feel. Yeah. yeah. Killian. I was, I was amazed that uh, because it was, I, it was something I'd uh, never really done before, but I was amazed we did as much as we could from start to finish every time with the band because David and our musical supervisor Nick Finlow and our musical director Tim they wanted like the band would play and we would sing from the start to the end and then if they needed to catch a note they would make sure we went back because as Bev says you had to capture the 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 the, the joy and the emotion and when I did I remember doing Memphis Lives in Me it was about eight o'clock on a Wednesday night and they turned off all the lights mm -hmm. in the studio so that the only thing lit up was my booth and there's about 12 booths all around the place but imagine i'm over there and i couldn't see anything just my reflection in a window but it just brought me to sing that song rather than seeing something over there and getting distracted and i love the way they read from everyone in the studio felt like they really wanted to make this record very very special and you can hear it when you play it absolutely yeah. um i'm gonna ask could could we just very quickly acknowledge tim your musical director yeah. tim, i didn't mean to do legend with that hat Make yourself known. <laughs> Does Memphis a great job. Memphis lives in Tim. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And really keeps the, the, the music together, keeps it tight. He's really good. You're good, Tim. We love you. We love yeah? you, Tim. <laughs> okay. Um, it's time for some Q&A. Is there anyone that would like to ask Beverly and or Killian a question? I'm sure there is. Um, have it's very um, vocally challenging to sing the whole show on every single night, I'm sure. But is there anything that's particularly vocally challenging in the in the whole score of the show? For well, I know for it, throughout the six weeks of rehearsals, it would sort of it, you'd train your muscle to sing. Me personally, I'd have to train it a different way to sing this material, and I've definitely started singing things differently than I have at the start, uh, where where I can place it better and more comfortable in my voice. Uh, but the mad thing, you hear all these incredible songs, but the hardest song, it's, I, I love singing it, is Music of My Soul, my first song. And that's just because I've warmed up and now that's my first song. By the time I get to Memphis Lives In Me in Act Two, my, vo my voice is warmed up by then. So it's always the first song for me that I'm really like shaky. Beth? I would echo exactly what Killian's saying. Um, the whole show, and I know you know, <laughs> the whole show starts with um, a number called Underground, which um, Roland Bell, who plays um, Dale Ray Farrell, who's Felicia's big overprotective brother, um, he opens that song and then Felicia comes in midway and um, the whole cast will tell you, that song's rather high, and but that's the first one out the box, so... Um, you're reaching, you're starting high with power and then as it goes on, by the time Felicia gets to the end of that song, you know, she does this really high little riff and every night I'm like, all right, <laughs> here it comes, <laughs> here it comes. <laughs> and then after that it's like, oh yeah, I'm fine now. <laughs> so do you find like near the beginning of the show, once you can get over that first song, 
which you will anyway, because you're good singers, but it's almost like a seal of confirmation that the rest will just flow. Yeah, 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 yeah. It will come, and if, if also one huge thing is we have Dave on sound, our incredible sound team. Who Fierce. It's like it's like we 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 both do a dance with the way we sing, and they move the faders up. So when you're coming to a loud part, they'll bring it back so that you hear more of the band, and it allows you and gives you the emotion to right. really go right. for it, exactly. rather than oh, I'm gonna get really loud here. Yeah. But it, that's that you just feel it the whole way, and the, the way we've been directed and taught this show has been to feel it and to really just like feel the music and enjoy it. Definitely yeah. comes across. I saw some more hands up. Do we have another question? Lovely. Um, we've got an Irish lad here in a Wolverhampton lass, and you go totally into character as Americans. If you got the opportunity to go beyond musical theatre into acting or Hollywood, would you take it, or would you rather do what you're doing now? That's a brilliant question. Um, brilliant. God, I... Uh, if Scorsese said, Bev, got this script, yeah? <laughs> then I'd be a bit, like, daft to say, ah, oh, nah, you're all right, love. Um, <laughs> I think I'd be all over that. Uh, but for me, everything begins with the strong central character. If, if, if a role is right, then grab it. If it's on the big screen, great. If it's on stage, great. Um, I'm happy and I'm comfortable with stage. So why not reach a little further and see what else this Wolverhampton can do? That would be great. Killian? Yeah, definitely, definitely. If something came along, I'd absolutely. I like, I like doing bits of absolutely everything, everything. And just so you can try it at least to say I've tried. I'm funny as well. Oh, thanks. He's, he's proper funny. Should hear my oh knock God. knock. Um, what's your favourite part of the story of Memphis? I oh, on, love Someday. Um, from the moment I got the script and heard the music, Someday was my favourite song and still is. And I love that moment where Huey has done such a beautiful thing to get Felicia singing on the radio for the first time. And when you hear live, like you did t today, when you hear it, live of Beverly, Carly, Kiki and Rachel singing the four voices. It's, it's one of those things where people go, there must be back and vocals off stage and it's not. It's just four pure, beautiful voices. And that is my favorite bit of the show. I love that bit. Yeah. That, that bit where, you know, from, from the beginning of the scene where Felicia walks in, she has no idea what's going to happen. And, and Hugh is like, you're going to sing live on the radio. And she's like, hey. Well, she doesn't say A, because she's not from Wolverhampton. A? <laughs> she, she and, and then it just happens. Yeah. And we do our little dance with the microphone. Oh, I love, I love that so much. Yeah. And, and the grin at the end is a genuine grin, because it just makes me feel so happy. I love, I love that scene. Lovely. And there was a lady in blue with a scarf on. Oh, right. Thank you. Hi. Um, it's actually a similar sort of question to that lady over there. Um, but on a scale of sort of one to ten or a hundred, I don't know, um, how much fun do you guys have each night? Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> I guess on stage, everyone knows how much fun, but generally, I guess. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> eleven. <laughs> one to ten out of eleven. It's, exactly. It's just it, because because I, I my character is never off the stage, so I get to interact with absolutely everyone and. I can't believe how quickly it goes for me. It's it's a really quick show and it zips along, yeah. but for me it feels like the whole thing is 40 minutes long because it's go, 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 and there's energy, energy, energy. 
And I absolutely love when you're involved with something like that because you go out on a high. And like a lot of people can say, like I've done shows before where they go, oh, it's a matinee day and you have to pick yourself up. We absolutely love it because it is such a buzz and the music is incredible. And yeah, I, I absolutely love it. Eleven. <laughs> I'd say eleven too. But um, I get um, slightly um, more chill time in the show than, than Killian does. Killian literally is, you know, change your shirt in five seconds and you're back on. And um, so I get a little bit more time than that. Um, so I get to enjoy the shenanigans Bev of what's going on in the wings. Beverly <laughs> has learned all the dances. Oh so God. when we're on stage and the dancers are on stage, Beverly's in the wings having, <laughs> and she does her change really quick so she can get to side stage. And you, you see her performing all the dances and facial expressions and everything <laughs> she's going for. And then she just walks on and does her scene. I love it. And then the crew are beside her as well, doing all the dancing Do and everything. In. Yeah, everyone yeah. goes for it. Yeah. Um, I think we've got time for one more. Lovely. Gentleman at the back. I'm sorry. Gentleman at the back. Thank you very much. Um, when you have a high at the end of a show, obviously, does it last very long or do you sort of, does it keep going? Can you sleep at night? I mean, or is it so... <laughs> Exciting that you have to sort of calm down with I don't know whatever. Um, it's it's funny you the 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 last number still your rock and roll is huge and it, and it it's so explosive and 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 you know when everyone you can hear we're leaving the stage room was clapping and cheering and the band are rolling on and um, Tim's just giving it full <laughs> full energy from where he is with the band. Um, and the process of, well, for us, removing the wigs, removing the clothes, and transforming from Felicia Farrell back to being Beverly is, is part of the, okay, bring yourself back down to earth um, process. But then I go home, have a bath, have a cup of tea, and then <laughs> everything is fine. <laughs> Killian, what about you? Because like you say, you're on stage most of the time. So yes. yeah. the, the come down process for you must be a bit longer? Yeah, I, I, there are times when I'm a bit nocturnal and I can't get to sleep because it's such a buzz but then I try to hit my couch at about midnight and then I just absolutely conk out because you, you, you get a load of people uh, at stage door nightly and, and they are just yeah. absolutely loving it and they'll talk and people will come again and again and again they'll go I see that you took your hat off in that scene and you're going yeah, yeah did you notice that? <laughs> <laughs> so that gives you a buzz and then you just build and build but um, uh, everyone's on such a high afterwards. Well, I think that brings us to the end of our time here at the Apple Store. Um, if you haven't seen Memphis, go and see it. If you have seen it, I think you'll agree it is a masterpiece. One minute you're singing, one minute you're sitting there scared, next minute you're laughing, and then you're standing up clapping. It is absolutely wonderful. Please give it up for Beverly Knight and Killian Donnelly. Thank you.